right, everybody. Welcome to VO Boys for Thursday, June 22nd. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. In studio, I'm Clayton. In studio, I'm Pat. And this weekend, we got a huge R-rated comedy opening. Will R-rated comedy survive? It's going to be the the biggest question of the year. And we had to bring in an expert in the R-rated comedies, the R-rated radio comedian himself from the Kirk Minahan show. Kirk Minahan is here. Kirk, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Congratulations on getting to live out your dream yeah, of being on the happens. Bo Boys. Dreams come it true. Happened. I can't even articulate how much this means. And to see to see it all happen behind the scenes, it's, it's a tour like I didn't expect. It's magic. Yeah. So, I've, I've, seen, I've seen you guys sort of, obviously I listen all the time, and you make it seem like yeah, I'm sort course. of this bar stool bro. I will continue to go along with that, but, you know, I am old, basically, and I am basically the guy that Barstool makes fun of for being old, but if you need me to bro it up for the next hour, I will bro it up like you don't. Well, whatever I, you need me to do, I will do. I just, I was, let me do something real fast, because I want to make you feel more comfortable. Hold, hold yeah. on. Good. He's got the hat. Oh, he's turning the hat backwards to make you feel, and Kirk also also has a hat. Here we go. <laughs> All right, See, Kirk, I, I want to reveal something to you here. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Penn State, so I Mm-hmm. I know about the bros, okay? Pat, sure. he went to NYU. They don't no. have a Greek system. They no. don't understand Coastal what it's like, Coastal right? It. So so I think me and you, we can talk about these R-rated comedies Hell yeah. at a more ground level than the, the gentleman over here, okay? So, I, I'm waiting for us to get to the Wes Anderson film later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm okay, here for, yeah. yeah. Sure, Asteroid City, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, whatever. like I said, I am a, I found you guys randomly. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I've been talking about it on my podcast, which is a pretty, you know, fairly successful podcast oh, as well. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'm, whatever whatever you guys need, I am and will always be a wannabe old boy. Wow. Yes, that is just, I mean, just, just, just a fact. Yeah, I mean, it was, I'll, I'll never graduate. That's I, I, there's some things in life, you know, you'll never, but you want to keep doing it. You keep trying to get over that mountain. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have two or three goals in life. Uh, I wanted to see my kids do well and to be happy and all that stuff. But really, ultimately, I just want to be an actual B.O. boy. I know that's not going to happen, but we all dream. We all dream. I mean, listen, listen, the seat you're sitting in as a guest on the show, Scott Mendelson. The box mm-hmm. office legend. He yes, sat I there. heard him. Jeff Bach yes. of Exhibitor Relations Co. He sat yeah. there. Brandon he Gray. That, boy, he, he missed that flash prediction. Boy. He, yeah, I mean, he was so yeah. overhyped for that. Oh, he got us Jesus so hyped. Christ, it yeah. was, it's okay. It's okay. It happens. We all, we're all, we've all been there. It happens. You, who knows what prediction you might say that No Hard Feelings is going to open to $80 million Correct. this weekend. We're not going to hold it <laughs> against <laughs> you a month from now. That's not Correct. your legacy, Kirk. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but you, you've you made it to that spot. You, you're sitting in a spot where Scott Mendelson has sat. Amazing. So, yeah. Amazing. You should also feel- amazing at Scott Mendelson, who that's how I found you guys if, uh, briefly. So he was on um, uh, Matt Bellany's podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. The, the town, the great town. The Matt town. Bellany has been on our show as well. Correct. So he was on there. And I thought, oh, this guy's interesting. Searched his name and he'd been on with you guys previous to that. I mm-hmm. think I'm getting this right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started getting, I was stunned. I thought Scott Mendelson was like 75, but I was, I was stunned to uh, listen to this. And then, like I said, just, I, I've been going back. I've been listening to, to uh, B.O. Boy episodes from like 2000, uh, 2021. Yeah. 2020, yeah, 2022. So I, I'm, I'm in. Point is, I'm in whatever you need me to do for the next hour. Let's oh, do it. Let's excellent. Get so, I mean, let's, let's, so you have a show on Barstool, but you're saying yes. you're not a Barstool bro. Cause I mean, listen, my, my uh, concept of Barstool is it's, you know, baby of the week and it's, yep. oh, yeah. you know, the, sure, the sure. you know, 
um, podcast where it's just like how drunk can we get for the next hour and then whoever's mm-hmm. the drunkest wins the podcast like that that is my that's concept a, yeah, of the show that's a big one yeah yeah, yeah. But well the, I mean just think of just think of the fact that I listen to this podcast and I go back and read old billboard charts for music and old you know box office charts I mean there's nothing more bro than that right now I do it of course with a couple of strippers next to me and I'm oh, drunk half God, I mean that's just I mean yeah I'm, co- I'm coked in the nines right now but then yes. you, 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 that, that's the way it is I mean Thursdays is for the BO boys. Saturdays is for the boys. That's how we look at it, the bar stool. I love, love it. it. So, so we're going to get the, a little bit of the bar stool via Kirk. Whatever uh, you need. You know w- what's going on with these R-rated comedies. So, yeah. I mean, let let's let's get right into it. So, we got no hard feelings coming out this weekend. It is an R-rated, gross-out comedy. It's a type of movie that has not had a big success in a long time. You know, you got to go back to Good Boys and what was that, summer of 2019 or so, even to find something that's made $80 million at the box office. And this was a genre that used to be the hangover movies, making hundreds of millions worldwide. There's something about Mary making 150 mm-hmm. domestic. So it really is a question of, is this genre viable? So, so Kirk, the... The listeners that you have, do you feel like they are yearning for this type of movie? Do they call up and they say, hey, these are the golf bets I placed yesterday, right, and right. I, I'm I'm looking for a gross-out comedy. Do you have any recommendations? Or do they just want the golf betting well, it's- What's funny is, what's funny is, so today we take calls sometimes at the end of the show, mm-hmm. and the guy, I think he, he knew I was coming on here, and he said... Uh, he went to uh, this AMC theater right in downtown Boston, Boston Common. He says he goes to sneak previews all the time, um, and they have one for this. And he said the past few months, uh, he'd gone to three or four, went right in. And for this one, sold out, and there were like 50 people turned away for it. Now, that's anecdotal evidence, but right. I am an anecdotal evidence guy when it comes to box office. Right. Do I think Do I think that means probably that it's going to be in the higher end? I've seen estimations. I saw one today. Somebody tweeted 12 million for an opening weekend. And that's the highest one I've seen so far. Oh, it's like so 12 to 15, it's looking okay, like. Yeah. Okay. So so if it's somewhere in the middle of that, what's crazy. So it's, I don't know, the marketing of it is strange to me. Like, you know, but I don't know how you market the fact that the guy who directed it directed Good Boys and co created uh, uh, Jury Duty, which is a big hit right now. Mm-hmm. On, on, uh, so I, but like, I don't know what that means to the average film goer. Jennifer Lawrence is a star. Sure. Okay. But I don't know. Put it this way: Is the twenty-five-year-old, twenty-eight-year-old guy going to go to the movie theaters this week to watch a comedy? I'm going to guess no on that. I'm going to guess the average age of the person going is going to be closer to like my age. Right. I'm guessing. Right. Yet, yeah. where is the twenty-five-year-old? I mean, they're obviously getting their comedy from the Kirk Minahan show. They're getting sure. it from Barstool. But back in the day, I mean, listen, there was Howard Stern on the air yep. in the '90s, and people were still going to see Dumb and Dumber, and there's something about Mary. So. Mm-hmm. Where does that does that twenty five year old dude or lady or person person do they Mm -hmm. want to go into a movie theater anymore to laugh or do they feel that that is now a private thing that you do on the toilet? I feel like that's been right. I feel like that's been replaced. I can just talk about my kids. I just feel like that's been replaced by twenty second clips on TikTok and like my son who's eleven, Harry, Mm -hmm. will watch something on YouTube. That makes no sense to me. I'm old. And he's laughing his ass off. And I have no idea what's going on. But for me to say to him, hey, let's go watch this comedy that's probably not even as outlandish as that thing. Go to the theater and watch it for 100 minutes. I just think they have no interest in that now. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's never, you, you can't replicate 
what, you know, how Spider-Man looked. I took my son to see that a couple of weeks ago on the big screen or a big Marvel movie on the big screen. But, you know, can you wait? What's it going to be? 90 days max at most to, to watch this on, on TV? Right. I think, I think a lot of people, I think, and I think it'll do pretty well there. But yeah, I just, I feel like those days are over. I, I heard Scott Mendelson say this in your show the other day. I looked up. I think Trainwreck made 150 million worldwide. Yeah, it Good opened Boys made over like 100 million worldwide. I don't. So if this opens at 12, let's say it opens at 13, 14, it'll probably be fairly laggy because it's a communist summer. But that's not. What's it going to top out at? If you, if I mean, if, if I had to put a gun to your head and estimate final box office of this movie is it going to make 40 million i mean 30 if, it, million? if it opens to 12 or 15 then it probably 40? tops out around 40 yeah i mean yeah. i think this movie does at best three times what it opens X, at yeah. you know so so that's why a couple of months ago i thought for sure this will be the revival this will open to 25 get itself to 70 or so but if these 12 to 15 estimates hold then yeah this is a movie that's going to make less than you know it's going to make less than 40 million dollars total so let's talk real quick about jennifer lawrence because she is a star we've mentioned this now but she did mm -hmm. take a break from being a star so she has been gone since what pat you have her box office uh history up there right so her box office history sort of ends with dark phoenix in june of 2019 so i mean She's taken the pandemic off, you know, Red Sparrow 2018, Dark Phoenix 2019. Dark Phoenix, obviously, is a movie she had basically a cameo in at gunpoint. The mm -hmm. last Yeah, movie. and obviously we're not we're not counting. No, uh, we're not counting the, the Leo Netflix movie. No. Right. Which right. which right. was a hit in the way that any streaming movie can be a right. hit in that right. they say people watched it. But there's no yeah. box Who office. Knows. Who knows? Correct. Yeah. So yeah. she's kind of been away for a while. And my thought was absence would make the heart grow fonder. We'd be excited the way when Leo takes a few years off, it's a big event when he comes back. But I don't know. I mean, Kirk, have you gotten, again, you got your callers who are calling in, asking yeah. who's the babe of the week, that kind of thing every day. <laughs> right. have oh, they, all the time. Yeah. Have they been calling up about Jennifer Lawrence, when is his no. babe going to come back to the big screen? No, I no, I think she's kind of drifted away. That's what happens. I think to your point, she's been gone for a few years. I know, I know, she's she. It's very important for Jennifer Lawrence that we all think she's relatable and we all think she's funny. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, this is her moment where she's finally going to seem like, oh, you know, I'm just like everybody else, and maybe she'll be very funny. I will say the early reviews so far are not overwhelming for them. So if it was one of these comedies that was like Superbad or something about Mary, where it was just you got to go see it. It's mm -hmm. hilarious. There's these three or four moments. You're not going to believe it. Maybe that boosts it up like 10 or 15 million, but it's not going to be. I was looking at something about Mary. I was looking for comparisons. Um, something about Mary, th this will never happen again. Right. Was number one in its eighth week. It hadn't been number one before that. It took eight weeks for that movie to get to yeah. number one. Saving Private Ryan came out after it, went all the way through. It's about Mary still got to number one. Like uh, that's just that's just obviously never going to happen again. On like so, Labor Day yeah. weekend of that year, I think. Correct. It was like yeah, early yeah, September. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was two months in. Yeah. And I remember I went to see in New York a sneak preview about something about Mary, and the crowd was like was like swaying. I saw them in front of me, and mm -hmm. word of mouth, which doesn't like I don't know if if this movie's really funny, and I tell a couple of people, I don't think they're going to go to the movie theater. They'll say, "Oh, great, I'll, we're just in the I'll wait generation when it comes to comedy." Now, hopefully, that'll change, but. For a lot of people now, they think, you know, a Netflix special is funnier, right. uh, a YouTube special is funnier, a clip on TikTok is funnier. And it's hard to argue that that's, I mean, you see these guys doing things that are way crazier. 
But then, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know. Then Jackass opens and makes $25 million, But I guess that's a franchise, so it's different. Right. That's IP. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. also the concept of this film, which is is that Jay Law, who I believe is supposed to be in her early 30s, possibly, or maybe late 20s in this movie, she decides to date a teenage boy to get a car from the mm-hmm. parents, right? Right, right. And that should be aspirational. I think for our generation, people our age, the idea of that, if that happened to us when we were teenagers, that would be aspirational. I don't know if the younger generation looks at that sort of thing as aspirational anymore. And it's supposed to be a comedy, so it's supposed to be an idea that is, you know, I don't want to say taboo because it's not that racy, but like to a lot of younger viewers, they might look at this concept and be turned off by it which is something that is foreign to us, but maybe not to the younger crowd. Like a, th- This movie should a- appeal to young men who want to be that teenager and young women who like J-Law, but I don't know if there's enough of those people out there to want to go see this movie right now. I'll be honest, I don't even think young guys or, or teenagers, like, you know, people I, like, I don't even think they know this movie's coming out. Like, I just don't like, they, I just don't think they even know. Like, yeah. you're right. Like, I get what you're saying, but like the average 20 year old kid, I, I see these guys all the time, these meatheads in college. Mm-hmm. They don't know a movie's coming out. Like, you know, they might know, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a monster movie from the last couple of weeks, whatever, you know, Spider Verse. They all knew that was right. coming. Yeah. Every, every right. frat house in America knew that Spider Verse was opening. But I'll give you a little more anecdotal evidence from Harry Minahan, my son. We mm-hmm. went and Love saw it. Guardians together. Uh, he's only 11, so I don't think he's quite ready to be, you know, wooed by Jennifer Lawrence yet. Not mm-hmm. yet. Right. But, Maybe uh, in the sequel. Maybe in the sequel. Could be in the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we saw the, tr- before Guardians, I think it was, we saw two. We saw this move trailer, uh, which got some laughs. But then he and a bunch of other kids were going crazy for the uh, Will Ferrell. Strays. Yes. Yeah. Like going like nuts. And I was like, oh, this is going to be, this might be a sleeper hit. Like, mm-hmm. and, and for some reason that just appealed to their, to, to, they found that funnier than sort of the old, now I understand it's going to be gross out funny, but sort of the old concept of, oh, here's the, here's the girl. Oh, she's kind of messed up. And here's the young, impressionable, geeky kid. And, oh, like, are they going to get, it, it, it felt, it felt a little on the nose where this one, they, I mean, the audience was like a bunch of kids. They were going crazy for strays. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it could be that, like you said, they're used to TikTok on the phone comedy and there's a lot of animals in those videos. So they just might be, the young generation might be more used to laughing at pets than they are laughing at humans. And I'm spitballing here. Okay. How about Jennifer Lawrence with an animal? I mean, is that, do you see, do you see anything there? Is there something to that? She's a a young, impressionable the parents are very protective. The, right. Sort of a geek animal. Yeah. Right, and she right. sort of, she sort of, you know, makes it an adult in some right. way. Right. Yeah. I understand that some legal boundaries. There may be some some stuff from the uh, ASPCA. The PETA people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But, but, but as long as you don't harm the animal on set, then right. I think I mean, it's fine. Look, I mean, there are 45 horses died at church. I'm talking about, you know, like a CGI one where she. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. I, I right. Would, that I would watch. Right. You don't do like that Dustin Hoffman HBO show where you kill all the Luck? horses. No. Yeah. The yeah. Michael Mann yeah. show. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you can't you're do that. Doing, no, you can't no, do that no. anymore. Not these days. No. But I, I mean, listen, here's the thing with this uh, No Hard Feelings. The kid who's the lead is a, I'm sure he's a nice guy, whatever, but he's a nobody. nobody. He's not he's bringing it into the box office. So replace him with a dog. Or a horse sure, or whatever. Sure, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I would, worst yeah. case, it's a push in terms of star power. And then, like you said, 
maybe people are more into the 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 dog concept. And that's sure people know it's coming out, yeah. That's never not, been yes. done before, right? Because like you said, I mean, the nerd and the hot girl, that has been done in every single Revenge of the Nerds, yeah, Whiskey exactly. Business. I mean, you know, I, seen it, yeah. I love you, Beth Cooper, a movie that completely right. bombed, right? Even like, about Mary, yeah. 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 So these movies, that's there's nothing new. The plus to this is Jennifer Lawrence in a purely comedic role, which she has re- rarely or never done because I don't don't look up, I don't think, was comedic. No. It's I modern guess. Adam McKay, so it's so not So it's not comedic. Yeah. And so everything else she's done. I mean, her public persona is she's fun and funny and hangs out with Amy Schumer, but her film work has all pretty much been, you know, I'm trying not to die in the Hunger Games and I'm, you know, I'm a poor woman in the Ozarks or whatever. And, you know, all her stuff is, you know, she did the David O. Russell, which there's comedic tinges to it, but she hasn't Mm -hmm. done the pure sort of like Cameron Diaz has done goofy comedies, right? Right. So she is a star that is supposed to be a proven talent but like what she what we said she's been gone for a little while and the cultural memory is very short so is this enough of a plus one for people to want to see this concept which has been done numerous times before and i fear that it's not yeah yeah well what's a what's a win what's a if when you guys do this on monday mm -hmm. uh what's a win is i mean it 13 14 million would you say a win it's tough mm. because that's the high end of the current tracking, but a couple of when this movie's announced, yeah. we we were looking at this should open over 20, maybe it gets to 30 if everything breaks right. So if this movie comes in at 13, 14, I still don't see that as a win. I do think it's got to hit 17 or 18 for us on Monday to be going bananas for this, for us to really be saying that she still has star power, that gross-out comedy still have a chance. Obviously, it could leg out even from a smaller opening. I mean, look, the something about Mary opened at like 11 million back in 97, right. 98, whenever that 90, was. Yeah. But that is a historic run. It's a run that I think got us all in. One of the runs that got us all into box loving box office yeah. in the first place. I mean, I remember where I was sitting in the back of my grandfather's car when I opened up the Daily News and saw that on Monday morning. Right. Right. It's a moment in time. Now and I know I, we I, don't do. I know we don't do inflation here, but we don't. Uh, no, we don't. But eleven million in ninety eight, right? Is obviously. I mean, that's we're talking. I, again, I'm not do. I know it. I looked it up, but I'm not going to do it because we don't do it here. I'll right. do it we don't off do it here. here. I'm not doing right. it here. I won't yeah, do yeah. It. We don't do but it here. Sig- we don't do it on barstool. Yeah, no inflation. Fuck no, no. But uh, but it's significantly more. But yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, if it's pretty good though, like a comedy like this, it's kind of alone in the wilderness. I would think if it if it's pretty good. It does well. It'll probably do okay for three or four weeks because there's no competition for it. Like, right. It's it's on it's its own little silo. Well, it needs to have you know going back to something about Mary or an American Pie or some of the the Hangover right. movies. It needs to have that moment or even a Bridesmaids in 2010 or 2011 with the everyone shitting in the sink moment, shitting in the street, mm-hmm. shitting in the sink. It needs to have that signature gross out gag or two that people talk about you know what will is there a splooge in the hair in no hard feelings you know that Mm -hmm. splooge in the hair summer of 98 it's all anyone could talk about Mm -hmm. you know that was water cooler at the office every day people interrupting meetings calling into howard stern to talk about the splooge in the hair and uh, listen we haven't seen this movie but it needs to have something like that 
to have a yeah. And I feel like if they had that scene, they would have promoted it. Like, if they had that one indelible comedic image that would make you think of this movie years from now, they would have at least teased it. And I don't feel like they do. And I don't think it's worth keeping your cards close to your vest when it comes to this. If you have a barn-burning sort of set piece, just show it. Not the whole thing, but at least tease it. It's tough, though, because once you show it, it's on Twitter three weeks before the movie Uh, comes uh, out. And then people are sick of it by then. Whereas in... Back in the day, they'd hint at it for something about Mary in the TV commercial, and then you'd have to pay to see it. Do we think that Jennifer Lawrence in this movie has that moment where she has a heart and she realizes he's a good kid and she doesn't bang him? Or do they have sex in this film? That, to me, is another moment where if she has a full-blown-out, Levitt-rip comedic sex scene with this guy, that could work. I mean, we have talked about that. We've talked about that where we fear that this movie is going to end with him not having had sex with her and him ended up with some nice girl. girl. She just got him out of her shell, right? Right. She's she's like watching from far away and they're walking away together and she kind of, but she's but she's still kind of goofy and she yeah. walks away on her own. Right, know, and, yeah. and she trips on right. you know Some she bad watches song him plays. Have, yeah. yeah, yeah, and she yeah. rolls I, down a hill, but that's not Splooge in the hair. But no, I, the great the great old comedies like I think of like Slapshot or the I think the original Bad News Bears were Walter Matthau mm-hmm. didn't change. He was a drunk. He yep. was a bad guy. Like he, like he was nicer to him, but at the end he was still the same guy. Uh, same thing with Reg Dunlop and in, in Slapshot. Even the guys in the Animal House, like right. In guys' animal house, th- this would have happened. Like they yes. would have this. It, here, you're right. There's. I would say, this is as I say on my show all the, all the time. This is a Kirk Minahan guarantee. Okay. There is zero chance that there is a actual sex scene with the two of them that actually involves the 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 moment itself. Will not happen. Wow. She'll, he'll be they'll be drunk or he'll be drunk at some point. She'll put him to bed. Yeah. And she'll kind of look at like turn off the look at him and then turn off the light and then walk. Matthew Broderick will look up at and. She'll look at him. Broderick's the dad, right? Broderick's yes, the dad. Yes, yeah. yeah, and and then and she'll be like, "Yeah, you got a really good kid here, or something." You're like, "Oh, what the what the fuck am I watching?" Right. That's my prediction. Uh, I bet you they try, yep. but they can't because the oh, kid wacky. won't do it, or something like that. The kid will re- right. reject it, or whatever. Yeah, I think the the big thing though with this is that uh, Jennifer Lawrence had gotten comedy scripts before, and she said, mm-hmm. "I didn't do them because they weren't funny. This made me laugh out loud." She might be a big enough, like, powerful enough person to push through a movie where something like that happens. And this be the reason why she does this movie, because she's like, other scripts I read, I didn't have sex with the teenage boy. This one I did. I mean, there's a possibility there. But again, I'm more on your camp. I mean, I feel like that just can't happen right now. Um, and I just I don't think it'll happen. But who knows? That would blow people's minds. But we haven't heard any about uh, people have seen this movie and we have not heard any sort of controversy on Reddit or anything or tw- tw- uh, Twitter about that. And we would have already. Yeah, I, and mean, I love and I, and, I, and I love by the way, I don't you guys, I love Good Boys. I thought Good Boys was a great comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a good, really good. Th- th- this guy just did a really good studio. If this is as funny as that, that's a that's a win. I mean, I, you know, well, here's here's something. That and I think me and Clayton may have said this on air, off air. Who knows? We're always talking box office. But if they had gotten the star of Good Boys, Jacob Tremblay, to I be, heard you say this, yes, to yes. be the lead in this with her, and I don't know how old is he? Is he old enough to be allowed to date Jennifer Lawrence in a movie? He's got to be eighteen by now. But if either way, you fudge the ages. If they had gotten J- uh, Jacob Tremblay as the star of this, then I think we're looking at a twenty million dollar plus 
opening. And he's, six, he's, six, he's 16. It's he's a, it's 16. A, it's close. They would have had to film it when he's 14 or 15. So they, right. legally, they couldn't. So that's film it in Pennsylvania, possibly. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, they had to go with this no-name, who, again, could be a very nice person, but we, yeah. we don't know who this is. So uh, another, you know, last thing uh, on this movie is, you you know, you did say, Kirk, that people might not even know it exists. And I think a problem with that is the J-Law promotional tour has felt a little lacking. You know, obviously yeah. with the writer's strike, there's no talk show, so she can't she can't do Dave, she can't do Jay right now, can't go out there and promote. She can't um, flirt with Craig Ferguson. Right, right. You know, and that's J-Law's big thing is that she's great at those shows. Mm-hmm. She makes the host think that she's in love with them, you know, makes the audience of those shows think then by transit of property, she's also in love with them, so it's great. Right. But she can't do those. And I haven't, you know, me and Clayton looked this up. She's done a couple of, like, internet things, People Magazine, Wired type stuff. She did GMA. She's she doing did. the she's doing the wings this week, right? Well, yeah, we were going to break this. This is a couple oh, hours sorry. ago. No, no, no it's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. We love this. We were going to break that news here that she is doing hot ones. That is the crown mm-hmm. jewel of the internet talk show. Sure. And so... I mean, she she got that, so we'll see how she performs on that. If she can do the whole thing and not drink any milk, that'll bode well for the box office on this. Yeah, but she's done no like she hasn't done Marin or anything like that, right? That's, I, no, she it? hasn't. Well, she right. did do. Um, she did do. She did do Bill Simmons. Yeah. Now I don't know if you heard that episode. It sounded great. It was yeah. Clear oh, it was, as day. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was really. I thought it was pretty sharp. It's not mm-hmm. like my producer Colony did it. It was a disaster. Jesus. Now, now and, yeah. And there's a, a couple of times too where it's actually another caller to the show a couple of days ago said. Where at one point she messed up a couple of movies. She didn't really know John. He it was. It sounded like overall, I bailed. It, was, it sounded so bad that I had to bail like twenty. Minutes. Now, can we ask you a question there? Yeah. Uh, do you push buttons at your job there? Do, do you push do, any of the buttons? Do they? Do you, are you asking if? Yeah. I don't mean. I don't mean to do this to you because I. I I am here at service for you guys. Are you asking Podcast Jesus well, if he pushes if no, he pushes I, his own buttons? I'm it, asking you. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't push any buttons, do you? Fuck no. Of course not. not. No. Of course you don't push buttons. So why is Bill Simmons pushing any buttons? Why is he that's pushing gr- any buttons in his entire <laughs> life? Why is he pushing buttons on his remote control for his 15 television he watches football on Sundays for? The man right. should not be pushing any buttons in any of his life, let alone during a podcast with one of the biggest stars that he's ever yes. interviewed. He's well, pushing a button. And you're in a tough spot there too, because you know, what's funny is if you look back, so I know Bill pretty well. I've known him a long time. Yeah. We've had some ups and downs, but um, I did a show once and my sound was actually worse than hers. And I don't know why I was God. called from a perfect clear phone. It's weird, but you're in a tough spot after that too, though, when you're done mm-hmm. and you hear it, you can't call her up and say, Hey, can we do that again? Run it like, back. You're just, you're just, you have to run it. I think you're 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 porked. I think you do have to run, but you're right. I mean, I imagine Bill has producers who do that. I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know what happened. I, I don't. That's a disaster, though. It's, it's a, disaster a disaster for her too. And overall, just you know what that that to me is going to cost the movie six hundred thousand dollars. I agree. Wow. I agree. Yeah, six hundred thousand. I mean, yeah. the rewatchables is a well listened to podcast. For it sure. was one of the biggest things that we've seen her do promotion wise. And I mean, she sounds fine because she sounds just like any kind of Zoom that you would have a, right. a celebrity do. She actually sounded really well, uh, good for a Zoom. Right. But she, he, but she sounded knew terrible. what she was doing. Yeah. J Law sounded terrible. He sounded awful. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't. That's, 
I mean, it, it's, that's the kind of thing when a, a movie bombs and you read the magazine or book about it later. That's one of the things that goes in there. Just, yes. Yeah. So right like here. If, if Chris Christopherson had done a Heaven's Gate episode before the movie, that it, it wouldn't have sounded good. That's, yeah. that's how life goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So right here on the BO Boys, we have Kirk Minahan predicting that Bill Simmons cost this movie $600,000 at the box yep. office. Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 When, uh, why, and, you know, get her on. I, she's got to be looking for last minute, big promotional push. And listen, the invite's open for the BO boys, mm -hmm. but sure. I don't know, maybe, maybe it hasn't gotten to her people yet, but getting her on the Kirk Minahan show seems like a no brainer to again, reach your vast frat boy audience yes. there you know you she should be the babe of the week this week hundreds of thousands of downloads per episode for us and my producer can't get james eckhouse the dad on 90210 i want to have on so i think jennifer lawrence is probably a big we had paul riser a couple of weeks ago and for us it was a big moment so I, there's a there's a a stink attached to my name sometimes which okay. i which look i i can understand i don't think jennifer lawrence although like if she was smart i'm not saying she should go on the kirk minahan show my boss and my friend and sometimes enemy dave portnoy mm -hmm. yeah does the pizza review, which oh, is massive. Yeah. I mean, get a, Jennifer, get a slice of pizza with Portnoy in New York yep. and talk about the movie. That, that movie, if you, put a, if you put a little clip up there, get a pizza with Portnoy, a couple million people watch it. The Barstool guys will see her goofing around, looking great, and say, you know what? That would add at least the $600,000 back. Yes. Oh, yeah. She did that. So yes. let's go. Well, you only got, maybe, and for all I know, it's happening, but that's what she should be. Oh, uh, I mean, it. if I go to YouTube tomorrow morning and I check out the One Bite Pizza reviews with mm -hmm. uh, Davey Page reviews, right? That's yep, the yep, name. Yep. And Jennifer Lawrence is standing outside of a pizza shop. Let's do it. And they're talking about the flop and they're talking about the undercarriage. And she <laughs> gives a rookie score. She gives it a... Uh, you know, I feel like she won't give it a rookie score, though. I feel like she will do the percentage points. But who knows? She might give it a rookie score. Her people will prep her. So they she, got oh, to prep for her. Sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I will flip out. I yeah. mean, we're seeing this movie on Friday, no matter what, me and Pat. So that we're already, it's a slam dunk for us. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if she's there gobbling pizza next to Let's the president it. to Prez himself, that's going to yeah. bring people in. Absolutely. That's going to bring people in 100%. Yeah, way more. I mean, way more than I, I, a sit down with people.com. I, I was wondering, yeah. these things are so antiquated. You know, when I see these people make their... Uh, make their rounds. I'm thinking, what are they? You know, I bet you should be on that CBS Sunday morning show being oh. interviewed by Jane Pauley. Yep. It's like right. a 74 year old is not going to go see this fucking movie. Like, right. What? Well, do you yeah. want to make money or not? Do you want to? Do you want to get likes? Do you want people to say, "Oh, you're really thoughtful," or do you want people to go see your goddamn movie? Right. Pick, pick a lane. Who's either way? Fine. None of my business. But you want you want to make money or not? Who's watching GMA and going to see this movie? Nobody. 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 No. Not a not a person. No one. Zero. Yeah. Right. So yeah, she's this promotional tour. Hopefully, it it really kicks up in the last minute. She's eating some pizza. She's doing some stunts, getting out there. But moving on, another movie that is going wide this weekend. It had a great per screen average in its limited release last weekend. Asteroid City, Wes Anderson. So now this is a art house film. It's for the coastal elites, but can it cross over? to the plane billies, to the stacks dwellers, to the earth, earth dogs, dogs, you know, to the <laughs> frat boys, the frat listeners, mm -hmm. the yeah, frat yeah. people. Yeah. The stoolies. The stoolies. Oh, the men of fans. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Will, yeah. does Wes Anderson cross over to the men of fans, to the stoolies? Does he have any kind of hold there or is it just the coastal elites? Oh, I can't tell you the amount of conversations I've had with 
Barstool employs, but the Darjeeling Limited over the years. It's just, it's endless. Oh, it's just, it, yeah, of course. Uh, no, it's going to be like every other Wes Anderson movie. It might be better than some, you know, I, I stand by Wes Anderson's two best movies to me are his first two movies, Bottle yes. Rocket and Rushmore. That's okay. me. Those are my two favorite mm -hmm. of his. I know this did really well. It played in New York and LA or whatever, but like, is this going to play in Des Moines? Of course not. I know Tom Hanks is in it and Scarlett Joe and all that stuff, but I mean, this movie is, I'll, I'm going to go see it. I see all his movies, but it, this is not a movie that's going to cross over. There's, there's no chance of that happening. None. Well, but it's a movie about actors making a play, making a movie about scientists. So you don't that's think true. that I, has. I hadn't factored that in. That's a good point. And it's just, it's just, Wes Anderson's movies are cold. Like they're just not for the general audience. And that's okay. But like, I, I mean, I don't know. Is it going to make eight, $9 million total in, in, in domestic? So his, his last movie, you know, he does have French his dispatch. French dispatch made 16 million total in October, 2021. So that's domestic. still domestic. And then mm -hmm. another okay. 29 uh, foreign. So it made oh, okay. 45 worldwide. He's got his fans, you know, like yeah. in Paris, this is going to play. This is right. going to play for a year and a half straight in a bunch of theaters in Europe. But right. he does have his fan base, you know, 16 million in October 2021. That is pretty good. Pretty good because, I mean, that's still at a time sure. when people weren't really going back. And, you know, his highest ever was Grand Budapest Grand Hotel, Budapest, got right? 59 yeah. million domestic, another 104 worldwide. So he's, he's, wow. but that is, the, that's the ceiling. And I don't mm -hmm. know if he'll ever reach that again. The question is whether Asteroid City gets him more to the Isle of Dogs, you know, get to 30 or 40 million domestic. Moonrise Kingdom made 45 million in 2012. That might as well have been a million years ago. Does this have more appeal than some of his recent movies is, well, is the thing. I, I don't see it. We were talking about this by the water cooler here. Uh, it's almost to the point this one looks like parody. And, and Pat, you brought up that there's a lot of people doing Wes Anderson homages on TikTok and yep. YouTube and things like that. He's become a, I mean, he's always been I mean, since his inception, <clears throat> but really now with the generation that wasn't born when Bottle Rocket came out, he is just an established, this is what a Wes Anderson movie looks like. So we can very easily parody it. But are they goofing on it out of love? Or are they goofing on it because he's this old white dude who makes these movies where everything is centered in these color scheme and all this stuff? We don't know. I mean, this had the best, didn't it have, uh, it had the best limited per screen since. Well, it had one of the best per screens of the think, year. Right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so, so since pre-pandemic. So, but that's the coast. We know the coast love Wes. I mean, the coast will come out for him. Middle America. I don't see any pluses in this movie that is going to put people's butts in the seats that wouldn't be in the seats for French dispatch or, um, what was the previous one? Uh, not uh, Alv Dogs, because that's animated. Those usually do better for him. What was the one right before that? Uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, so, I mean, he also just has not made a lot of movies. So he does right. keep himself sort of special, even if they're all kind of the same. I think he's, but I, I just don't see this one being the breakout. I mean, Tom Hanks being in it instead of Bill Murray, that's not really anything. 
And Scarlett Johansson, of course, she is big in the Black Widow, you know, Avengers movies. But we saw her in the Black Widow movie. She couldn't have a huge hit with that. So I don't think she's necessarily a, a butts in the seats draw to be in this movie. She's definitely a very famous person right, and a right. star. But I don't know if that's going to bring people. Has she re- has she ever been a babe of the week on the Kirk Minahan show? Scarlett I don't Johansson. Th- I don't think so. Uh, she's a, she's a a handsome woman for sure. But I don't, I don't think she's I don't think she's made it there yet. And I do like her as an actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I have to say. I I'd never, if you had said to me how much did the French Dispatch make, because I knew it came out in 2021, I would never said, that has to be the base for, th- this will do better than that yeah. total. Yeah, just, just because of the more people going to the theater, yeah, yeah absolutely. I think there's more people, it seems like people just like this one more too. It feels like this one is, the reviews are really good, and mm-hmm. French Dispatch I did not, I, I have to admit, I think I'm a lot, like a lot of people now, I'm kind of Wes anderson out, like I get it at this point. Yeah. Like you, you, you know, it's, a, it's, you like the New Yorker and you wear a tweed jacket and you're, you know, it's like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'll go see it because I, I see basically everything I can, but I'm not feeling it. But yeah, it'll, it'll make over 15. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I think 22 it's, is what I say. I say that's it a makes good number. 22. That's a good number. What do you, what yeah. about you, Pat? Well, I think it depends Domestic on run. if this movie gets Oscar buzz. Mm-hmm. And and feel, starts to feel like it's going to get a best picture, nom nom nom. Then it could get itself to thirty with a long play into the fall. Even if this really does feel like this is now a best picture contender, which I am starting to hear. So I I am a little higher on this one, but I do think the ceiling for this is it legs out to thirty by like November. You know, it just hangs around and plays till then. I don't see this breaking out like. Grand Budapest. Well, I mean, the the thing is, though, if this TikTok parody, AI parody trend does mean that young people are getting into him, like, does your son mm-hmm. know who Wes Anderson is? Has he made no. a TikTok parody of Wes Anderson? I don't believe he's done Gone with the Wind or Star Wars or whatever else they've done for uh, Wes Anderson. No, not yet. I mean, I would guess my daughter who's 16 may have scrolled across one of those on TikTok or something mm-hmm. at one point, but I don't think, I know I took her when she was young to see the fantastic Mr. Fox. She liked it, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to carry over uh, what, how, 15, 12 years later. I think you want her to go see Asteroid City at the box office is going to be my guess. Right. And, and it's, with these Wes Anderson movies, the, one of the big draws always at the end of the trailer it's the big list of names. You just can't believe right. how many actors are in this one movie. And it'll be, you know, this one is ScarJo and Tom Hanks. And then you get 15 people down and it's Laura Linney and Liv Shriver and Hope right, Davis right. and that level of person. And they're all famous to us. But if you're 15 or 16, you might as well just be running a long list of like th- your friend's uncles. Yeah, Matt you know? Dillon is not getting my... Uh, teenage daughter and her friends worked up to go to the movie theater. Yeah, as right. much as I like Matt Dillon, that's that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. we're all we're all excited yes. to see Matt Dillon back, see how he looks. Yes. But your daughter Absolutely. doesn't care. Not so much. And he does need to. And I don't think this is the case for every movie, but he does need to start working in some famous YouTubers and TikTok stars, and because he's got so many parts in these movies anyway, why not? You want Mr. Beast in there, maybe. Get Mr. Beast, get Logan get Paul. Logan Paul. Yeah. You always want you guys always want Logan. Yeah, you always want Logan Paul. You know, he's that. a right. good I mean he's in the movies that I've seen him in, mm-hmm. he's been very magnetic. He's a he's a WWE superstar in the making, yep. right? Oh, so yeah. I feel like his trajectory might be YouTuber, 
uh, failed kind of movie actor, then WWE movie star. And, I mean, uh, uh, wrestling star, and then movie star, and then back to movie mm. star. I think he yeah. gets he goes back to movie star. That is what I feel like with him. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think, think these Wes Anderson movies have a long enough cast that you could throw Logan Pauls and Mr. Beast in there. And sure. they're in there for one minute, and they're just waving at the camera from far away, like you see in the TikTok videos. Put Smosh in it, right? Yeah, is Smosh. Yeah, I mean, this could be a way of of using Smosh's old fan base and getting them back. Um, so yeah, I think the Wes Anderson cast. It's time to. You don't need Hope Davis sixteenth down in the call list. Mm-hmm. Replace her with, you know, like an Instagram uh, makeup. Uh, sure. Vlogger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so Asteroid City. So a couple of uh, recent movies that we want to ask you about, Kirk. We want to get your take on Pixar because Elementals came out last week and it was a disaster. Elemental. We always do this. It's singular. It's one elemental. It's multiple beasts beasts are rising and there is one single element. So there's one elemental, which maybe was a problem. They should have had more in that. But Elemental. Totally bomb last weekend. Under yeah. thirty million, lowest opening Pixar movie ever, other than the original Toy Story, which was thirty plus years ago. Right? Do you think Pixar is dead? Because that's the hotly debated thing uh, around town right now. Is Pixar finishes a brand? Does Pixar have any equity amongst the stoolies? Do the bar stoolies care? Do the bros care about Pixar? Mm, not a lot of inside out love, to my knowledge, from from the bar stool guys. Again, I'll go back to Harry Minahan. Uh, mm-hmm. Kate Minahan lo- loved Inside Out, but she's she's a teenager now. She's left that world. Though teenagers used to go see these movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Harry's Harry's 11, and he's a boy, but he's 11 years old. Um, an 11-year-old in 1995 would have seen Toy Story, yep. or 10 years ago would have seen Up or whatever. Uh, we went to see Spider-Man a few weeks ago. The idea for me the next week to say, hey, let's go see Elemental or whatever, he would have been like, what are you What are you talking about? Like, what? It, it doesn't even exist to these kids anymore. They've been knocked out by movies like that by Marvel movies, which in a lot of ways I think have replaced Pixar movies. And definitely, and I I think you guys said this a couple of episodes ago, for sure, movies like Minions and these other ones are just, they're just, it doesn't matter if the Pixar movies are pretty good and they just seem small now. They seem, and I think, and I do think the pandemic and putting them uh, on Disney Plus minimized them too, but you see this now and it just seems like a shriveled old uncle next to the Spider-Man movie where it's just, you know, why... It feels like work now to go in and see one of these movies. Oh. I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Can, can some movie come out and revive? Like Toy Story Five's come out in a couple of years, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it, they're doing do, the full sequel stuff right. with that. That'll they're do doing, really well. Yeah, but that's nostalgia. Like, they got to bring Tim Allen back. Tim Allen is coming back. Okay, yeah, he'll be back right. for this one. They're doing Inside uh, Out Two. That is right. happening. Yep. yep, doing Inside Out Two stuff like that will do well, but the original stuff, no. I mean, unless it's something that. that you know, something that clicks musically, maybe. But even then, I, I don't, I, it's just not part of the conversation anymore. It's weird. And, and look, everything ends, right? Like, you know, but it feels like this one came to like a swift, out of nowhere, just beheading where it's just, and I don't know what the answer is for Pixar to, I don't I don't know how they <clears throat> appeal to, because 12, 13-year-old kids now are on social media. They're on YouTube. They're on TikTok. Like my son, Harry, now, you know, he's like, uh, he'll say to me, like, you ever been to Wendy's? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, uh, you know, when these nuts are rolling around. Like, they, you're dealing with that kind of sense <laughs> of humor. Right, right, right. And you that's, can't beat it, right? No, that's I, great. I, I, and is yeah, that, that's from the Minions movies. That I job. think it is, right? Right. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah, they do stuff like, you know, uh, both of these nuts. And it's like, that's not, 
You're not getting that in Pixar movies. No. You, I think Pixar needs to... Dirty, I'm not saying they need dirty to... Dirty it up. The, well, I mean, again, I'm not saying they need uh, 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 Inside Out 2, that girl in high school, maybe the yeah, I, I, in college or something. I, I don't know what we're going to do. Right. But that audience, unless it's a, a made nostalgic sequel, Pixar is, to me, yeah, I think they're dead. Kirk, you, you, oh gosh, you are, it's music to my ears because I've been beating this drum and everybody shouts me down on my own show, on my own show, shouting me down about Pixar. Yeah. And he's still smarting from the Matt Bellany uh, appearance last year. Well, Matt, well, Matt Bellany is like one of these weird guys who I think goes to Disney by himself all the time. I, I like Bellany, but it seems like he's a very Disney guy. So well, he's very protective, I think. Yes. And that is my point is that. The people who worry and care and shout you down when you say Pixar has lost it and is diminishing are middle-aged men. Correct. Kids don't care. And I love you invoked your child here because if you told your child that, oh, guess what? They're not that company that made that movie about the dead jazz musician isn't making movies anymore. He would say- Hey, you know, lick these nuts or whatever. You know, you know, he'd have <laughs> he he'd might, be more he clever. Might. He'd be more clever than you know, me. Yeah, that's about right. But if you said they're not making a Mario sequel, he'd be like, "Why? Why not? What? What?" Right? Well, because I'll, I'll even I'll even top you. If I said to Harry, Harry, they're not releasing another Demon Slayer movie, he would say, yes. "What?" I, I, wow. We went. That's the first movie we went to see after the during the pandemic was that Demon Slayer movie. He and I went in there. Risk, you know, let's be, let's, you guys think I care about movies? I put my life on the line. Yep. Yes. My son's life Thank on the you. line. Heroes. Thank you. To go see service. Demon Slayer. I fell asleep, but still, you know, and that's when, that's when the, I started clicking to me that, oh, there's something going on here I didn't know about. Cause it made like, tw- I forget, you guys were there, it, 20 it, million or something. It made almost as much that was the same weekend as the Mortal Kombat movie. And right. they both made over 20. It was it a was, shootout. Right. Yeah. And it was, office. it was, packed in there and i was like holy because they were projecting almost nothing for it. i was like holy shit this movie's gonna make a ton of money but if i said to harry minahan uh no more demon slayer uh he would go nuts if i said to him hey guess what you know the guys who brought you up and whatever are gonna be he'd say oh i don't okay well good luck to them i don't know what to say no more movies like luca so yeah, yeah i mean it's just it's it feels like medicine to those kids now and yeah when it started it was great toy story was wonderful it was magical no question about it and when it's good it's good but but they need to. I don't even know what you do at that point. I don't know how you compete with the Mario Brothers, and the, I guess the Minions maybe. But I, I just don't know how you do that to an audience that's a 10, 12, 14 year old kids who are conditioned to funnier, more mature stuff. When you're not that anymore, and yeah. you're right. I think it's for, you know, if you went to see Toy Story and you were ten, you are now nearing forty years old. Mm-hmm. You're now you are yes you're over forty years old if you were ten right. years old then well eighty five you know yeah, yeah, you'd, yeah, you'd, yeah. Be, you'd be thirty eight or whatever yeah. so like that's that's you know like that if you that's probably like who's going to those movies now. oh absolutely that's the the attachment is elder millennials and maybe a little bit older but the younger kids don't care and Pat I mean I love that you're talking about Demon Slayer because I have this it's not an argument with Pat but but we go back and forth about adult animation which I say is the future of box office because these young kids are watching anime they watch cartoons that have adult themes they have violence they have all these different things that they don't have in American movies right yeah and that's the future those movies, I'm not saying it's the future two years from now, five years from but in the future when those kids are at the age where they are greenlighting projects 
or they're in their 20s and they're going to see these movies or whatever, or they're pitching ideas, they're going to be adult animation because they're raised on it. So yeah. that is a way forward for these sort of, you know, uh, uh, dead IPs. They could be animated cartoons the way the Spider-Man movie is. Now, it's going to take a while. It's not going to be tomorrow because we still have to get through a laundry list of terrible superhero movies that are in the pipeline. Right. And we're going to have to get past that to get to those. But that's going to be the future. It's going to be video game movies and it's going to be adult animation. Yeah, I thought I, I, I was thinking about this because obviously this sounds like this movie stinks. Indiana Jones might have been a great uh, animated movie. Like, yeah. you know, yes. with, but you know, but, but that's obviously not, you have Harrison Ford, but you know, uh, you're right. Like that's what these kids are into now. Now things change, I guess, but, but for sure now I can tell you that, you know, nobody, none of my kids are, no, nobody I know has seen Elemental. Nobody. Yeah. It's not part of the conversation. Well, you, I mean, it's next week, but let's, let's just, since you touched on it, you know, we are prime Indiana Jones generation. We're all yep. pretty close in age and. Mm -hmm. We all either saw, you know, uh, Raiders as kids or Last Crusade. I listen. I remember summer of '89, greatest movie summer ever. I saw Last Crusade in May, and then I saw Batman '89 a month yep. later. Greatest yep. summer movie Same. season on record. Mm -hmm. But Indy Five opens next week. It feels like a disaster. Is there any hope for this again? The Stoolies, the the frat guys. Do they give an s about? Indiana Jones at all. Now, again, I'm going to say this is not a big flea bag crowd either. So yeah. I, I, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm the outlier there. Yeah. She's right. no, Pat's no, I, babe I, of the week. I, that's Pat's that's my, babe of the week. She's my no, babe I, of the week. Yeah. I like the show. I like the show a lot, but I, I don't, I actually, cause it was a really good show, but I don't think people are going to flock to the theaters because she was in a show that 18 people watched on, you know, I was one of them on, mm -hmm. right. It was an Amazon. It was Amazon. Yeah, on Amazon five years ago, yeah. five years ago. Now, I know the reviews are, are bad for this. And to be clear, guys, because I've been wanting to do this for a long time, mm -hmm. I'm not a critic, okay? Huh. Uh, uh, thank you very much. But uh, the reviews for it are are going to be disastrous. I understand yeah. that. I don't think, like, if you had said to me two years ago, what would it make opening weekend, not counting the pandemic, I would have said like 120, 130 million. Yeah. What, 75, 70, 75 million? There's no, Indiana Jones, oddly, as much as we like it, didn't make that generational crossover. Mm -hmm. Like it just, yep. you know, it's not as big as Star Wars obviously was or whatever, but like it just didn't get, there are certain movies that got handed down to sort of the kids who handed it down. To, and this is not one of them. Yeah, it's There's not. No, it, it's just, it just didn't happen. Yeah, it's it's like, I think Jurassic Park, we saw with that last trilogy, sure. that did get handed down. That trilogy sure. was gigantic. I agree. I don't think Indiana Jones really got passed down because- you look at part four, that was a giant hit, but that was a giant hit in what, 2010 or so? years ago. I think it was eight or nine. Yeah, it was yeah. that long yeah. ago. And that was a hit based on us, our generation, right. who was in their right. you know late 20s, early 30s then. So that right. same group now is in their 40s, have a lot of stuff to do, subscribe to all the streaming services. And they got what they thought was the last Indiana Jones already. We went to the bad one because we were going to go see one more, and that right. happened for us already. Well, and, out of curiosity, yeah. in this, what was and I understand pandemic related? What was Ghostbusters opening weekend a couple of years ago? So I you think guys, that oh, was Afterlife. Yeah, I think was yeah, it forty. Yeah. 
Did it I think that did get to 40 and then uh, got to like one, probably 30 or so. Okay. This will be bigger than that. Okay. But you know, yeah, it'll I be, don't... it'll be bigger than that. But I think the legs on this are going to be Quick. a disaster. Yeah. It's yes. Yeah. And also you could back when Crystal Skull came out, you, the internet was not People were on it, but it's not the life. It's not the life of people the way it is now. Like every, they're on it twenty four seven, right? Where mm-hmm. this is what happened to Flash and why it started falling from Thursday to fr- uh, Friday to Saturday, Sunday, because the word of mouth on that was poisonous. And so that you could release a bad movie and it opened to big numbers back before mm-hmm. you could instantaneously tweet out that this movie stinks and don't see it. So. The thing with Crystal Skull is it opened big, but nobody liked it. This will not open big because by Thursday night, I mean, people already think it's bad, but by Thursday night, it's going to be definitive that the regular folks, the salt of the earth have seen it and they are rejecting it. Which I, I mean, I thought, you know, he's not my favorite director. He's fine. I thought James Mangold would at least give you a solid piece of Hollywood entertainment for a couple of hours. Ford v. Like Ferrari was a very, great movie. Very the, good movie. Yeah, one of yeah. the last like very good adult sort of blockbusters million. we've yeah. seen. Yeah. I feel like this could I'm stunned that it's this bad, but it, like to your point, it's already out there. It's a stinker and mm-hmm. nobody's going to talk about it. It'll make uh, what do you guys why well, I want to give have you guys make your predictions. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's you, feeling like something that could go as low as nearly flash at this point, yeah. like this could Jesus. open at 60, you know, I think the buzz is so bad. Uh, you know, James Mangold is great, but Harrison Ford is 90 years old yeah. and he's in an action movie. I think that is just an inherent That's true. flaw of this movie. And they didn't cast as much as she's my baby of the week. Phoebe Waller bridge is not, a Angelina Jolie type as a Jennifer star. Lawrence role, you know that's where you might want to see Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, in all honesty, the same movie with Jennifer Lawrence in that role, I think we're talking about a totally different box office yeah. because she's a draw and she's a, a accepted action star. How about mm-hmm. how about the same summer? Like maybe she plays a different character in the Indiana Jones movie. In the same summer, within a week, she has a romantic relationship with a 16-year-old and then an 80-year-old in back-to-back movies. That'd be an incredible accomplishment. Well, that, that would be. And that evens it out because then you can't criticize her yeah, because the median yeah. age, yeah, would yep. be right. yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then huh. she would be a 30-year-old woman dating a 40-year-old man, which is exactly what the we're yeah. all – Yeah, that we're all here for that. But you yeah. made a good – and, and I, I'm, I'm sure you guys want to – but you guys made a good point in the last episode. I was thinking about it a lot today is like – where are these movies from last summer that did well? Everything this summer is falling short compared mm-hmm. to everything is everything. falling short compared to last summer. I'm, I mean, I'm not counting Mario Brothers. That wasn't the summer. You know, even Guardians is kind of a wash with Thor. Like it's there's, yeah. I'm, and I'm not sure why. Like the pandemic's done. You know, I, I'm not sure why. It's the product. Nothing. The, the movies the, just aren't as good. Yep, yeah, it's, it's the product. It's the product yeah. because this is the biggest thing that the Minifans, the Stoolies, can take from this. Episode that they listen to is that you're going to hear lies out there about how no one wants to go to the theater. No one wants to go see movies. That is incorrect. People want to go see movies. Okay. Just because people who blog all day and stay indoors and they say they watch all their movies at home, that's not the real world. There's people who go out and they work a nine to five job and they want to go somewhere 
to just be entertained and they don't want it to be their house. They don't want it to be their apartment or their kids who don't want to be around their parents. They want freedom. They want to go to a dark theater with their friends and see a movie and throw candy and, you know, do whatever, do whatever. Right. Exactly. You're saying saying Joe, whatever, in the middle of Iowa goes home five o'clock, washes his hands. Joe lunch pail pizza. Yeah. Gets a pizza and wants to go see uh, Indiana Jones. Exactly. So that's the thing though. But that person isn't going to just eat whatever slop is given. They want a good movie. You see Maverick. Maverick did big numbers because it was a great film, okay? The problem is the product. The problem is the product and also the screens. I mean, we've said this, and you know you've heard this. More PLFs. We need more IMAX. It is true that it's too expensive to go to the theater when you're sitting in a in a in a ratty chair with horrible sound and in bad lighting. Like that is not worth it. But when you go to an IMAX or when you go to a nice PLF, a Dolby, right, with the the chairs you can lean back, those are experiences you cannot get at home. Okay, and people want those, but they also want the actual product to be good. And the product has not been good this year. And That's the, ones the that difference. Have been good Creed. Uh, Guardians, Creed Spider-Man, three? people yep. have gone to see. John people Wick 4. John Wick 4 is another good one. Yeah, the, the people have gone to see those movies. If they stink, like the uh, Paul Rudd one from whatever the hell it Quantumania. was. Quantumania. Quantumania. Nobody's going to go see it or Fast. What? I did not see fast the Fast X. movie. Yeah, but but like nobody, statistically, no, Flash, nobody went to see it. People yep. are, yeah, no, there's something to that. Yeah, that's an important lesson, I agree. It's an important lesson for the men of fans and the stoolies. Tattoo that behind your eyelids because that's important. Those are important facts, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think it's time to get into our top five predictions right now. So we're going to give, we'll attach numbers to the new openers if those are in your top five. Um, So we'll give our top fives and should we give the the guests the honor of going first or the honor going last? We don't want to go go in the middle. I I will defer. I will go. I trust you guys way more than me. All right. So Clayton, would you like to start off with your top five prediction for the weekend of Friday, June 23rd. So I'm flying blind here because we're using my phone to stream, so I can't look at any numbers right now. So this is going to be... An off hel- the dome. Uh, this Love is off it. the dome, but help me if I'm effing up here, okay? I do think Spideyverse, I think it goes back to number one. Wow. Okay? Oof, I think it bro. happens. I think it happens. I like it. I, I've said this to Pat. I I, I work with uh, uh, youngsters, people that are in that prime demo, and they never talk about movies. And this is the movie that they've been talking about. So I think this is going to be a movie that is going to uh, be number one. Flash retains the PLFs. So that in itself is going to make it close. But I think Flash is number two. And I wow. think it's a big drop. I mean... I think it's not as big as it could be just because it opened so low. But, I mean, this is definitely high 60s drop here, right? Wow. It's got to be. I mean, it may be more than that. This could be we're looking at 71. We're looking at Morbius situation here. Mm-hmm. So that's number two. Then No Hard Feelings I do think is number three. And uh, I'm going to go Lucky 13. And I know that I'd love it to be 20. I'd love this to be number one, but I just don't think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And so I do think this makes 13, which is going to make it close. I do think the one, two through three is going to be very close. Uh, and then Beasts, I think, is number four. Okay, so you're you're predicting huge drop for Elemental. That opened at 29 oh, oh, last yeah. week. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it is going to go to number five. 
Elemental is going to, uh, oh, it's going to tank. I mean, I mean, this is, you know, it's not Strange World in the sense of the numbers, but it's Strange World in the sense of interest, uh, you know, because it is, it's Pixar Strange World. It's, it's going to yeah. have a huge, huge drop because if the kids, if the 12 year olds aren't wanting to see this and the parents aren't excited to run out and see it, there's, there's no audience for this. Yeah. So. I agree with you at the top. I think Spider-Man's going to be number one. I think it makes it made 27 last week in its third weekend. I think it'll make like 19 or 20 okay. this weekend. But then this could be wishful thinking. Number two, I'm going no hard feelings. Do I it. think it gets to 18. I think it does Oof, it. I think it does so it. I'm going. I, I, I'm just going there. She's a star. She's the babe of the week. And so she's going to get number two. Number three will be The Flash. That made 55 last week. This is going to be historic. This is a Morbius-type drop. This is, I think, going to make under 18. It's going to go to like 16 or 17. And then I agree, Transformers, number four, and Elemental, number five. Now, do you have a dollar amount on what you think um, the uh, the new Wes Anderson movie is going to make? Oh, do you think it, this it's- makes... It's opening wide? It's opening wide. Do you have a theater count for me? Uh, I don't have that in front of me. Wait, let's see. I'm looking at right now. It looks like it's in 1,800 theaters, so not oh, a super okay. real wide. But bigger. It's not I bad. mean, it's, it's not bad. I <laughs> yeah. mean, um, okay, so what did it make in limited? It's Is it at a million? It made over a million already, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going on the low end on this. I say seven. Okay. All right, I, I think, think it, it could. Through. I think it'll get to eight or nine. I think so. I but, mean, is it possible that it beats No Hard Feelings? Is that possible? I mean, then that is a less of a huge weekend for Asteroid City. That's a full on disaster yeah, for No yeah. Hard Feelings. Yeah. If it good. if it finishes behind uh, the Wes Anderson film, then it is a disaster. Um, so let's see. So our guest, mm-hmm. podcast Jesus himself. Yeah. Uh huh. From, well, I'm I'm looking at the Tuesday dailies on what I call box office. Oh no, at this point, Doc. yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, one of the great, yeah. disa- honestly, more dangerous than any of these hideous websites have been brought to it. I, I don't know what's going. I did. I tried to do a bunch of research on this for you guys today, and I forgot what the. Ter- I, I don't know what that. I know what happened, but it's just it's it's tragic. Yeah, it's, but it's luckily, tragedy, Brandon right? Gray he cashed out. Yep, so he did. Good for him. He good cashed for him. out. He's he's you know sitting on a pile of cash on an island somewhere, not. Right. Not taking any submarines. So Spider-Man Smart on man. Tuesday was just 500 grand behind the Flash. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's going to swallow it whole here in the yep. next couple mm-hmm. of years. That'll be number one. Uh, 18 million. I'm going to put that at 18 million. Okay. I am going to go by one caller who is very likely lying to me on my show today about this sellout. This anecdotal evidence. This is an yes. AE anecdotal evidence. Number two pick for No Hard Feelings. 16 million, I'm going to say. All right. Love it. Number two this weekend. Uh, Flash. So last weekend. So, ugh. what's a seventy percent drop for Flash? What's that? That's going to get us to. So that would be. Let's see. What did it make last weekend? It made fifty-five. So that would be like thirty-five million off. I mean, that's still like twenty 15. million. Oh, yeah, still tw- ugh, Yeah, that's tough. I mean, but I think this could be a record-breaking like eighty percent. Yeah. It could. I'll go be. along with that. All right, I'll put it like I'll put it third, right below. So then fourth would be uh you've I'll got go fourth elemental, fifth transformers. Okay. Okay. 
I think there's going to be that that crowd of kids. I feel like Transformers is just about – you give flip-flop either one of them. Yeah. And I'll I'll put Asteroid City at like 5.6, 5.8 or something. Okay. Like I mean, 1,800 screen. No, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good opening for that. He, here's something we want to throw out there. You know, the worst case scenario that we've talked about before we went on air for No Hard Feelings was that this film could open at the machine level. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, open at yeah. like five or six. That, that would so. be yeah. that would be a we come on on air Sunday night, Monday morning, and it is full on emergency Podcasting. Funeral it's funeral yeah, time. That's, exactly. Yeah, for that, for that. It made me think of one last, I, I, there's a little, I live in a little town, Lexington, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still have a great little two screen theater there, like an independent two that plays a bunch of stuff. I was walking with Harry the other day and the movie with uh, All But My Father, is that what it is? With uh, Sebastian, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. 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 And, we're, and we're looking at the poster, which is in front there. And it's De Niro and him. And of course, I've seen, if you said to me, which actor have I seen the most in my life? It's De Niro between Heat and The Godfather and Goodfellas yeah. and Midnight Run, all my favorite Untouchables. Yeah. And Harry's looking, he's like, how do I know that guy? And I looked at him, I said, Harry, you know him from The War with Grandpa. Yes. And he said, yep, I do. And then we kept walking. And I thought, what a what a sad, sad thing this is. This right. is how he knows Robert De Niro. But, but that's the way it is. It's it a was, movie that helped save the box office. It did. Though. It yeah. did. Yeah. It yeah. did. It did. We we covered uh, the Warworth Grandpa because you know I know you're you're going back uh, through all I the listened. Bo Boys episodes. Yeah. yeah. That was a movie we covered for about three months straight. <laughs> it never left. There was like four movies out there. Yeah. We did in 2020. My show did. We do live shows. We did two nights in a row at a drive-in movie theater in Saco, Maine. Oh, that's. We great. had a thousand people there both nights. And my goal was to get that to box office mojo so we could be in the top 10. It didn't happen. They didn't, oh. they, but I wanted to be in the top 10 of the box office just once in my life. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. We would have crossed paths so much I, earlier if that would have happened. I think the numbers were, because, I mean, we did, I think, you know, a couple hundred thousand both nights, which at that point, I think. Oh, yeah. Show, but, but what can you do? Yeah, we we interviewed several people in those years who had stunt movies like yeah, that. I remember. To get I remember. To the top. I listened to them. So, oh, yeah, uh, would have we yeah. would have become uh, a podcasting friend so much earlier. Right. Well, I'm glad we are now. Yes. Yes. Now, well, Kirk, but before we go, because I just have a question, because I, I love how sure. you like to add money onto uh, you know box office depending on different things, and we love uh-huh. to do that too. Sure. Now. Uh, um, Flash, right? Did you didn't see Flash, of course, right? I haven't seen, but okay. I will say, I'm. There's so much nostalgia that I feel like I want to. Uh, we spo- we could spoil these things. Oh uh, yeah, we, it's yeah, been yeah, out. Yeah, it's been out. I mean, like Christopher Reeve is in it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, and like Helen Slater and just some, yeah, some Nicholas Cage. Stuff. I think I think your question is if Michael Keaton was dancing around on the. Circuit? Is that what you're going to say or not? Well, so well you mentioned that. No? I was going to ask because the, you actually kind of led me into this because mm-hmm. they were doing alternate, different dimension uh, characters, yeah. right? So right. Nicholas Cage, who never was in a movie but famously right. would have been joke, in the Kevin yeah. Smith, right? Yeah. If they would have gone for it and there's a – because Aquaman shows up at the end of this movie, the very, very end. Oh, right. Yeah, I heard about that. Right? What if you get – Vinny Chase himself to show up as Aquaman, mm-hmm, right? Sure. Because you already did the Nicolas Cage, which is an in joke, right? Right. For the Stoolies, the Minifans. Oh, that's the, I can tell you that. How much money that would that have added? Guys. How much money to the box office would that have added? I think you would have had to have him do it, and then have the rest of the entourage like behind him. 
Yes, and they're different like, superheroes. Yeah, oh. or even just like it's like, oh, this is Vinny Chase, and then he kind of goes off screen, and and the guys are all there, like, great job. And then the song hits. Yeah, it's, Jeremy Piven, and yeah, that would have right. added two point eight million. Yep, uh, wow. I I think yeah. I totally think so 2. because 8. if yeah. you're gonna go yeah. for it, go for it. Because yes. the, I mean, I don't know, you know who that last, the not the stinger, but at the very last moment, the person mm-hmm. who walks out is George Clooney, right? And he's uh-huh. the Batman in this universe, which is just a right. joke. They just ended right. on a joke. Right. Like, right. here's this terrible Batman that everybody hated. So here you go. Right. Um, you just ate a, a big shit pie. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just such a fuck you. It is. It's a fuck you. It is wild. Like, like yeah. yeah, we know this sucks. Like, let's let's make it's just it's a how bizarre is that? But then you get them back with the stinger where Vinny Chase is there. I, I think that's brilliant, and it didn't happen. And who I'll, knows? Adrian I'll might have you, been doing uh, his like save the be. world thing and didn't want to do a movie. But you back up the Brinks truck I'll, for him. I'll give you another one. It's not going to kill it. It's not going to hurt it that much. Tom Cruise. Praising that movie will cost Mission Impossible four hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I, you know what? Wow. And I think yeah. I think this I think this detracts from James Gunn's Superman no movie too. When he said one of the greatest superheroes, I mean, he could learn from Davy Page views. That's a rookie mistake. True. He should have come out and he should have said, Aquaman. I mean, uh, uh, Flash. Uh, Six point nine. Okay. Six point nine. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Six point nine. Wor- yeah, that's I way say- worse than those dumb tweets of his. That is that is bad. Oh, that it's bad it's news. it makes yep. him look terrible. Yes. Yes. No, not good. Not good. But I don't did they just throw Cruz a like he's a rich guy. They throw him they make a a, a donation to Scientology. Like I don't understand. If they must have. It's baffling. It's for him baffling. to say this is the, the greatest movie of all time. Like what are we what are we talking about? I don't even yeah. get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Maybe, yeah, maybe there was some kind of deal worked with Warner Brothers where they gave him some PLFs that they were going to try and get for Barbie, could you be. know, that's in a couple a, of weeks. That's a, actually, that could be the case. Yeah, because you can't pay Tom Cruise off with money. You could really only pay him off with IMAX screens. With the biggest screens that's possible, true. which he loves. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That is true. So is true. I, I would bet Warner Brothers gave him some Barbie IMAX screens in exchange for him saying that. He loved The Flash, a movie which he, let's be honest, he has never seen. No Tom chance. Tom Cruise has not watched this movie. No, no chance. No, no. Um, all right. Well, listen, Kirk, this was an amazing episode. What was, well, let me ask you. Yeah. Was this everything you dreamt it would be when you dreamt it, about being on the B.O. Boys? Well, well, yes, 98% there. I kind of thought you would then now say I'm a B.O. Boy, but I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Whenever and I, I'm, I'm not it's, pushing for it. No, 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 no. Well, no, here's no, the no, thing. No, no, I'm not going to say you are. I'm going to say this is that's man. the carrot that we hold out to get right. you on the show yep. again. Any when I say anytime, anytime, I'll drop my other podcast. Like you're fine. I make a fortune, whatever. Right. It's, but if you mm-hmm. said to me, "Hey, the old boys all the way, band of three. right? I'm not, and by the way, I'm not going to go behind one of you. I've been trying back, and like I know that one of you is older than the other one. That's fine. I know right. one of you is closer to, but that. That's neither here nor there. Oh, if playing needed, us against each other is, would be so easy. Wouldn't do it. it. Wouldn't, yeah, but too classy to do that. Thank yeah. you. But if somebody is ill or somebody, and you need somebody to fill in, you know, I know I'm not Scott Mendelson. I know I'm not the guy you like the Flash. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'm a phone call away. I'm wow. a phone call away. Wow. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Well, this is huge. This yes. is huge. So thank you, boys. What, what do you What do you have coming up on the Kirk Minahan show? Do you have uh, well, any upcoming babes of the week that you could tease? <laughs> any drinking just, contests that I don't I don't th- I don't think we're doing any of that coming up. We're just gonna kind of do we do bullshit. I also have 
uh, a separate podcast called The Case, which is a true crime series. Season one, we solved a murder. Wow. We got somebody arrested for that. Wow. Um, and then, you know, I have a bunch of live, a big live show coming up. Uh, a couple of thousand people will be there. So where, where is this uh, live it's show? It's in Ma- Massachusetts. Uh, we do a Massachusetts. We did live. We've done live shows in Mississippi. We sold them out Mississippi, Maine, Massachusetts, obviously, you know, kind of all over the place. So we do sort of a, a big production live show thing, which, uh, which we enjoy doing. But, I, I, you know, it's, it, it's fun. Bar, I have great bosses. Great company, but uh, but but yeah, but, but I, I don't need to promote. It. I don't care. Listen to us. Uh, very excited. Well, listen. Any want to be old boys, want to be old girls, want to be old people. If you're in Massachusetts, go see the Kirk Minahan live show and hold up a a a want to be old boys, want to be old girl, want to be old people per- people sign. Hell yes. So Hell that yes. Kirk could see you out there in the crowd. Yeah. This podcast is growing. It's yeah. growing. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. seen it. I've, it's, it's not even anecdotal. People are stopping me on the street and asking me about these the, things. So this is just a fact. It's just and a fact. All of your anecdotal evidence always leads to real facts. So That's this true. is very exciting. So, all right. As for us, of course, email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. That is where listeners first alerted us that Kirk Minahan is talking about you right now. We got many Minna fans were emailing us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Of course, follow us on social media. Want to be intern Christopher killing it with the video clips. And we're giving him a lot of material to work with tonight. So he's got his hands full. Do you, do you have a, do you have an intern on the Kirk Minahan show? Uh, we have an intern right? right now. We have Shane uh, is in our intern. We have Colin Ain, the producer. We have an intern uh, as well, Shane, who uh, is he's fine. He's our social media is lacking. I would say that you guys, Christopher is doing a much better job than our guys are doing. That's for sure. Oh, he listen. You you have just made him the king of the campus by saying that. That mm-hmm. Kurt no, Minahan. Hey, I mean it. I mean it. Saying no, wannabe yeah. O intern Christopher is doing a great job. He's going to li- dine out on that in the dining hall for <laughs> the next year. He's a he's a he's a uh, Nittany Lion like myself. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, we're YouTubers, so smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. Do you have the Minifans smashing these buttons? On your yes, channel? well, it's funny. I just started incorporating this because yeah. we're on YouTube all the time. I never do this. I'm, I'm anti-promotion, which is bad. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but I've just started saying the other day because Harry, my son, always says it. Smash that button. You like that button. And you get some, after a while, they give you some number. If you reach a certain number, they, they hand you something. I don't know what it is calling name. My producer is going to text me. You'll get some kind of ribbon in the mail, like Clack a digital ribbon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a football phone. It's a fo- yeah, it's like Sports Illustrated. Yeah, yeah. So they, they give you one of those. Yeah. There's a lot of leftover ones that YouTube inherited. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they smash, smash, deal. smash. Um, and ring that bell. We never say ring the bell. There's a bell too. Oh, you got to ring, ring, ring the bell. Yeah, yeah. 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 ring you. that bell yeah. and uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts because that's the only one that matters. And uh, yeah, I think we've done it. Clay. Well, real quick though, because I, we got to remember this. We got to shout out one of Bo Boy Austin who. For Flash last weekend, said 58. He was the closest of anybody Oof, wow. who emailed us. He pretty much nailed it. He's got the finger on the pulse. Yep. He's probably a stoolie. Yep. He's he's probably a Minna fan. If he's not, he is now. So shout out to Austin. He's an OG wannabe oh boy from the very start. So great job, Austin. And great job, all of us. Yep. Great episode. So Clayton, or, uh, I, mean, I think we've there's nothing left to say. We've done. There's nothing left to say. No. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Except for. Oh. Until next time, we'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it.